electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hi, I'm Kelly Evans, host of CNBC's The Exchange, and here's what's on my mind. Thanks to Reader M for alerting me to this Squawk Box Europe interview with Cornell's Eswar Prasad earlier this week. Prasad basically warns that while digital currencies are here to stay, quote, Bitcoin itself may not last that much longer. Prasad just published a whole book about digital currencies, so he's not a novice here. His argument is basically that Bitcoin is too clunky and energy intensive to compete with newer, slicker digital currencies. This after a weekend in which its value plunged 20% for no reason, which would seem to feed the critics' case. What gives it value, Reader M asked. Other than FOMO, why should anyone buy with no seeming regard for price? So here's what I would say in response. Let's start with Prasad's arguments that Bitcoin is clunky. It's only clunky because it has the highest proof-of-work standard in the crypto space. The whole genius behind its genesis is that transactions don't need a central authority like your bank for approval. The computers plugged into its network run a simple but sophisticated code to validate and approve transactions. Their incentive and reward is to receive some Bitcoin themselves. This core idea was actually pioneered in the 90s by something called Hashcash. Love or hate Bitcoin, the technology behind it is a significant computer science breakthrough. Rivals that have quicker processing times or are less clunky also can raise some security concerns. It's why Bitcoin is, in a sense, the gold standard of crypto. And now the Lightning Network and other Layer 2 solutions are trying to do for Bitcoin what Visa and MasterCard do for the banking system, which is to say allow for instant payments that still have Bitcoin's underlying security features. Now, as for concerns about its energy usage, as more Bitcoin get mined, the reward for mining it actually drops. Nearly 19 million of the 21 million Bitcoin have already been mined. So it's possible that its energy usage actually peaked a couple years ago. By one estimate, its emissions will fall by two-thirds by 2026 and disappear by 2031. So has Bitcoin used tons of energy? Yeah, absolutely. But will it continue to do so far into the future? That's a lot less clear. And finally, what about its fundamental valuation? Should each Bitcoin be worth $60,000, $20,000, or $2,000? There's no cash flow, so you can't do traditional security analysis. There are no future earnings to estimate. Again, here, the better analogy is probably to gold. Gold has value because when all else fails, it's a recognized form of money. Bitcoin is the same to the digital world. It's the recognized global standard. So to me, the price simply reflects the extent to which everybody wants a piece and how scarce those pieces are to come by on any given day. Are there leverage concerns involving stable coins and hot money players that could get shaken out by more huge price drops? Absolutely. There's also the stock to flow analysis that has become the standard way of quote unquote valuing Bitcoin. It basically compares the mining rate of new Bitcoin to the total amount available. Or in other words, how many years at the current production rate are required to achieve the current stock? The higher the number, the higher the price, as one popular chartist explains. It may correlate over time, but with huge swings. By one estimate, it was supposed to put Bitcoin over $98,000 last month. 
So is Bitcoin going away? I doubt it. Can it be valued? Not exactly. Does it have value? Sure. Should fund managers be buying it? Only if they can justify it to their investors. What should its price be? I have no idea. Thanks for listening and be sure to follow the Exchange Podcast for more thoughts and interviews. You can also catch our show live weekdays at 1 p.m. only on CNBC. See you then. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.